Hey, welcome to another episode of Dorks the Podcast. Today's gonna be a fun one. Star Wars celebration. Just a day or two away. This is gonna be a fun show. And uh, before we get into all this funness and goodness, here's the intro. Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, Get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. No, you haven't listened to an episode? You should. I, I think I picked fun music. You record this? <laughs> just not <laughs> talking into the ether? Uh, what, uh, oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you. We're, we're not just BSing every week, you know? <laughs> Uh, uh, for our, our a moment, la- I thought I had friends. I got to find out what happened. Our last episode had a bunch of downloads, so it's uh, yeah. It's all about. It's all Alex. So I gave it all credit to Alex. Yeah, it's been a bunch cool. of downloads. Yeah. What did I do? <laughs> Is this one better than the uh, video game show? Yeah, <laughs> much better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, today we're talking about Star Wars Celebration, obviously, and uh, you know it, it's. We, I don't know where to start with this. We received a list of all the panels, and it is going to be insane. James and I were talking about it before you hopped on, Alex. Well, Leo, why is it going to? I mean, why is it going to be? Why is it going to be epic? Why do you think this celebration is going to be really, really good this year? Well, they haven't announced anything for Episode Nine yet. We have that. Also, they have a lot of um, really fan rebuilding to do in the gaming community since ea screwed the no pooch. Yeah. what are you talking about all the star wars games over the last couple of years have been fantastic all the star wars i've games never that... felt manipulated by a big corporation before who ever thought that loot boxes were gonna blow up in their faces what oh. happens when the siths take over as game publishers well <laughs> yes, let's make it an online game uh, and uh, promise you a single-player adventure as well, and never, uh, never give us anything. So I have to say, I turn players into payers. There you go, as so, they say. I mean, the shit. The only good thing that's kind of come out with this is that Disney has reactivated LucasArts. Yep. So hopefully this game which is what star wars uh jedi fallen. jedi fallen order and maybe um, a new monkey island that'd be pretty fucking sweet yeah uh <laughs> so uh according to an article on polygon ea and respawn announced their first star wars action game in 2016 revealing that the former god of war director stig asmussen and i know i butchered that name was helming a third person action adventure project third person action adventure so we're gonna have to see they've killed pretty much all their other games and i mean any others i'm just i'm just i feel bad for respawn because it might just come to a point where yeah we'll just kill them and move on to another studio like they do with all their other ones i mean the only good thing right now that's been released and like i said we'll get more information on the panel on saturday afternoon um is that um they're not it wasn't like a third person gaming with multiplayer it's a third person action adventure game like i know it's it is ea they're going to put some sort of multiplayer aspect on there that's just given but i like how they're leading with it's going to be a third person it it, in my mind it sounds like it's going to be a type an uncharted or god of war type game just because of that when i hear third person that's the type of game i think of now well, you mentioned, yeah. uh, you know, prior to us going on the show, uh, that you thought it may be more Horizon Zero Dawnish, and if they do that, they totally have my money. Or like even like Mass Effect or yeah. Red Dead Redemption, like you have this awesome main storyline, but the universe is kind of open to you to go 
check out certain planets and have these certain side missions. Well, Visceral Games work, was working on that, and then EA killed it. Yeah, that's Outright what I mean. murdered it. Yeah. You know, hopefully, you know, they just absorb some of those ideas and thoughts into it and, and put it in or, there. We, or we can all just, like, you know, just fucking swallow our pride, say, fuck it, not buy these games, and wait for eventually for people to say, like, we don't want these games from fucking EA, you well, know? Well, the best it's... way to vote is to not do anything with your wallet. Just allow yourself to go, like, no, fuck this. I don't want to be exploited like this. If I want something good, I'll wait until whatever else. It's just, it's, yeah. I, I don't get where it's just like, ah, oh, well, I have to buy it. It's like, no, you don't. I don't fucking give a shit about DC movies for, for most of the time. I, if they look like shit, I'm not going to go willingly pay my money because I like the characters. That's not how that works. If it looks like shit, I ain't going to give it money. Well, uh, I, that's exactly what happened with uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2. Uh, the first one I absolutely loved. Uh, my wife got me a PS4, the Vader edition, with uh, Star Wars Battlefront, the first one. Uh, as a Christmas present, and uh, you know, I played the hell out of hell out of that game, uh, to where she just bugged me. She'd walk by and just go pew 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 because that's all I do, you know, playing the uh, <laughs> the flying missions. Uh, and uh, yeah, it, it's I refuse to buy Battlefront two because they they really screwed the pooch on it. I mean, but you still give them money for the first game, so it's. I mean, I bought the first game, like I mean, b b because of what they what they showed. Like, I was like, "This looks really good," and I wanted to see how it was. And I was willing to give money towards the Battlefront one. I didn't give them for Battlefront two. I rented that from Redbox for a night, and it was like, "Got it. I'll I'll watch the cinematics online to fill in the rest of the story for me." Thank you very much. Um, but you know, with this game, and it goes back to that game being reversible, being killed. Um, do you think with Lucas Art now being reopened? that this is the last game from EA for Star Wars. Oh, totally. No, no, because they talked about it a while back before, and the people, I think it was, was it Bob Iger from Disney or something, said that like they are that they believe that it's fine, they're not really that big in the video game department at Disney or some, something along those lines, and that they don't think they're doing anything, anything too, too bad, which is like harmful that they're not aware that they're kind of harming their own brand by doing that. Um, it's well th that could be, from, uh, uh, but I but I hope it gets like a bigger voice eventually, where it's just like people don't like this, you know. Like there's always ways these could be better. And but but is this a backdoor way that they can now have more control over the property by doing they, something? They can. In their duty? Uh, no, I, I, I know that Bob Iger quote you're talking about. He said it a couple of years ago, but like I said, the I think the reactivation of LucasArts was I think a big step. Like I said, I, I'm with you that he's like, these games don't really do much. We're not really the video games. If that was the case, then why did they reactivate LucasArts? I think it's a, I believe it's a good backdoor if they pull their heads out of their asses. Well, I think, I think they got, I think Star Wars themselves got a very rude awakening with Last Jedi and Solo. Yeah. I mean, like you even hear stuff from Mark Hamill today with me, the Hollywood Reporter. Basically yeah, yeah. being like... I have Star Wars fatigue and I'm in the movies. Like I'm getting paid to do this stuff and I'm getting, uh, I'm definitely fatigued by Star Wars and I'm not even like a huge, super awesome Star Wars fan. I loved it for a while, but I never really could get into it because there was a lot of pushback either by a toxic fan base or just like, there's always seems to be something that just makes it maybe a little bit uninteresting. Like when they do one great thing, they do one really poor thing, you know? Yeah. Like, it's one step forward, two steps back. Like I believe, like Clone Wars, that's an awesome show, you know. And but you know, when I see some of the films, it's like there's shit they done in Clone Clone Wars that's better, you know, like done better, you know. Like I like Ahsoka way more than Ray, you know. Yeah. So 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 this is the uh, where is it? Uh, this is the quote from him from the Holiday Reporter. He goes, "I'm not going to tell them how to run their business, but is there a possibility of Star Wars fatigue? Yeah, I think there is. I've experienced it to a certain degree." But they never listen to my ideas. So anyway, so who needs them? Well, it does get it, but at least he gets a big, nice paycheck. Yeah, he's gonna get a paycheck from the mouse for the rest of his life. Yeah. Well, so I don't know where I was gonna go. We went that. very cynical. We went <laughs> dropped a little bit. Sorry. I, well, I'm not I, going off. It's completely cynical, but I have I have to say, it's just like with most games today, especially if it's like from like big, you know, AAA studios and stuff like that. I have to wait because there's always some sort of backlash or other types of crap that they always pull last minute, either it be weird bullshit microtransactions, pre-order at the ass, season passes, or all this. It's just like why the fuck can't we just go back to like certain ways where games were functional where it's not all these like transparently skeevy shit to just make more money. Well, you know, that, it's that... like there are ways to make money. 
you know, there are. That's that's why the relaunching of LucasArts is uh, so inspiring and gives us a ton of hope because LucasArts made some phenomenal games back in the day. Exactly, well, again, but this is also Disney's revival of it. That's what I'm saying. This yeah. isn't the this isn't LucasArts of the 1990s. This is LucasArts Disney corporate. Like, yeah. it could literally just be as it could be. LucasArts as a shell company for EA so they can get EA off the title. Like Because it could be the exact same thing with like what happened with Rare and Microsoft and stuff. Everyone was like, oh, we're going to get another Conquer or something sometime. Or nope. Banjo. Nope. 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 So, I mean, I just, I just feel that this game is already on the wrong foot just with the EA in front of it. They need to blow everybody out of the water on Saturday. You're going to have a rabid fan base there who's coming off the heels of a poster and trailer for episode nine. You got, you know, that's going to be Friday afternoon. So you better come with something that's going to basically keep everybody's attention or they're going to look at it and be like, I can go place the four. I can go play the force awakens or the Knights of the old Republic. Like, I mean, I still know people who play that game. Like, it's or, just just, more, or just go back and rewatch the clips of 1313 that was never released. Yeah, like, you know, and I'm very curious to see the 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 the, the, the temperature of that room because of the battle from backlash. Yep. So, I mean, this this celebration, which again, if people don't know what Star Wars celebration is, every 2 years they do a large Star Wars convention and it's every year it moves. 2 years ago it was in Anaheim. Before that, it was in Europe, New York. They moved the show all around. Or was it Anaheim or Orlando? I think it was Orlando. Never mind. So it moves. Um, and it's completely independent of like D23, of uh, all the Comic-Cons. It's its own entity. It was doing that before Disney bought it. Um, so, you know, like I said, it's it's a lot of PR. This is going to be a lot of spin. You're going to have some of these actors and actresses on the first, first time in front of fans since Last Jedi. So... Let's see what the reception is going to be with Kathleen Kennedy and the reception from, you know, you know, J.J. Abrams and some of the other characters. So I'm in, I, I'm very interested to read and I know people who are going there. So I, I'll hopefully get, you know, firsthand feedback. Well, we don't need firsthand feedback because they said they're going to be broadcasting this live online. So you can watch at the same time that people are uh, there watching it live. And uh, we'll put a link in the show notes so that you can go and watch it yourself on Friday. And speaking of Friday, uh, let's go over the panel schedule real quick. So they did release the, the full schedule for all four days starting Friday, April 12th, uh, kicking it off first thing at noon Eastern Standard Time, Episode 9. At 2.30, Vader Immortal, and then 5.45, LFL Publishing. Uh, Saturday is Galaxy's Edge. Uh, at noon, Rebels Remembered at 1.45 and Jedi Fallen Order at 2.30. And uh, Sunday at noon, we're getting The Mandalorian. And then at 2.30 is Alan Tudyk. And uh, 4.30 is The Clone Wars. And then ending it on Monday is The Phantom Menace 20th Anniversary at noon. And then Star Wars Resistance at 2.30. So, I mean, it looks like there's a lot of nostalgia there. They're, they're definitely hitting up Rebels because... Um, that kind of was a huge hit, you know. I'm surprised they're not doing anything with Clone Wars, unless I missed that. But no, Clone Wars was Sunday at 4:30. Sunday, okay, because I know the last season of Clone Wars drops or already has dropped, so you know, and I know that was a big thing because it's the final season. They're going to wrap up a lot of those storylines. But Mandalorian, let's see what that's about. That's that yeah. big Disney Plus thing with, um, um, John Favreau. With John Favreau, yeah. Uh, Mondo also dropped a uh, poster for Mandalorian. Really? Yeah, and if you guys don't know Mondo, Mondo makes really awesome original art posters. Yeah, I saw that. I wanted to get the Ghostbuster one a while back. Yeah, the, the um, one one problem is they're they're pricey, but yeah, it, it, it's original artwork, uh, and it's just phenomenal. I'm curious about Mandalorian. That at least seems like a bit of a different concept. Yeah. Anything Star Wars is such a rich universe. I find it a little bit like a like again like the fatigue and shit like that of just like the same old shit is usually what is kind of a turn off about Star Wars. Is that like there is so much you can talk about in Star Wars. There's so many stories you can do. 
but it feels like you keep going through the same well. Like you can do an entire thing where you never even say one mention of a what a Jedi or a Sith is, and still have something interesting going on. Or a Skywalker, like or a Skywalker, I... or a Gungan, or you know any sort of like Misa. <laughs> I, I just want straight up, like, you know, Del Toro wants to do, like, a crime thriller with uh, Jabba, the, Jabba the Hutt, and I want that. It's all I want. But again, Godfather meets Star Wars? Yes. But see, also, you can do the same way with, um, you don't have to do anything. Just make up a planet. Make up characters. Like, you don't have to touch any of the properties that's already been out there. You know, you can in mention, you know, the Outer Rim and some basic knowledge that you are in this universe but what's stopping them from making a new planet or a planet that's on the galactic map that's out there that no one's because, talked because to Because they're because their marketing is solely rooted in nostalgia and they're scared to do new things, especially especially since the last one they did. I don't believe that was anything really that riveting or new. I I got no. the message that the last Jedi had. Like, don't get me wrong, I understood what they're going for. I completely get it. But I thought the way it was told was shit. Well, you know? let's keep in mind that's not the last thing they gave us. Han Solo, which we keep on forgetting about. Han Solo. Han. I saw I saw Ham Solo and uh, <laughs> and and but with I I kind of enjoyed Ham Solo a bit more. You know, Silo. Yeah, I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed Hamo Silo. It, and it was watchable. I mean, it, it was Donald Glover was the saving grace of that movie. I could also, but the thing is with like, I like that movie more than The Last Jedi because The Last Jedi felt like a drag to me. And not like, not like it was sad or anything. I just like, I felt the time ticking by, but with Solo, it felt like I could watch it disconnected as a, like a, uh, it wasn't a great movie. Like it wasn't a fantastic movie, but it was an okay movie. Like I could watch it like a sci-fi Western. You know, well, if I knew nothing about Star Wars, I could still watch that movie. I, I remember coming out of the theater absolutely in love with that movie. Um, but rewatching it is total meh. I mean, that whole casino section just kills the movie. That final fight with, with Luke and spoilers when he dies is is incredible. They didn't need to kill him. And uh Yeah, for last for Last Jedi, not solo. That would really mess up the yeah, timeline. Yeah. That'd be a Sorry. ballsy move to do where they have like, oh, we have an alternate universe movie. Yeah. That wouldn't <laughs> that be fucking sick if they did a prequel movie Elsewhere. and they're like Yeah, they just like they completely <coughs> And, uh, do a Star Trek thing <laughs> where it's a different universe completely where they have like, oh, it's an alternate universe. We can fuck around without ruining the the original canon. Ha <laughs> ha. The Calvin universe. Um, no, I mean, I think I, I mean, I I have a feeling too. like and I agree with Leo when me and Jen left the theater of Lost Jedi. I, we kind of looked at each other being like, like kind of like, I don't know how to process what I just saw yeah. because I'm so disappointed. Like, but, well, it, it's like a mixed bag because, you know, you had scenes that really drawn out. Uh, You're waiting to see how Leia dies. Uh, but you have the high of uh, Ray and uh, Kylo's saber fight, which was just incredible. They just need to kiss and get it over with. I hated like the stupid shit they shoved in that movie where it was like things that were drawn out of stuff we didn't need of like. There's two. It's just storytelling wise. Like, and this is coming from like nothing to do with Star Wars. Just the way it was told was just shitty. Too many conveniences, and that's a shitty thing to do. Where it's like you have no tension anymore. Of just like, how are they gonna get out of this part? Oh, that's convenient. How are they gonna get out of this one? Oh, that's convenient. There's no tension. Like when they were even doing that thing, where like they were having like the uh, like <clears throat> that colored haired woman that was like not telling. A Lord Dorn's character, a, a Haldo. Yeah, not yeah. telling like anyone what her plan was because it was secret. It's like for a big reveal, like oh, she knows what she's doing, like type shit. Where yeah. it's like, what? Why the fuck didn't she tell your fucking crew? Like, what? What would have that done? I Just mean, to make it, it sound like you're cooler. Oh, the plan fucked up anyway. Oh, now we're now you're gonna sacrifice. So, I feel such a strong connection to this character that fucked everyone and then fu that fucked herself. What the? Who well, cares? Also, uh, uh, sorry to interrupt, James. Um, where the hell did this come in with running out of fuel? They've never, never covered this in a Star Wars show before. Also, two, they bailed. Like, they were like, we got to yeah. figure this out. They left. Yeah. And it's like, you can't. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. And the ships that are leaving, why didn't they do the same thing that she did with her ship? If you got that last bit of fuel, use it and do a light speed, you know, just. I mean, it's one of those things like, you know, ratcheting up the tension that just conveniences. 
nowhere like i would understand if you i would understand that she didn't tell the plans to somebody if there was like oh there could be a mole or a, a spy from the first order on the ship and we can't believe everybody so she has to keep it close to the chest that was never even hinted at no that or would be like, that would be a nice thing to say or like, just like a little passing thing so the audience knows but also, and, and, and it was just one of those things where, like, I'll go back where they just shoved that political message again in that thing, yep. basically being like, see, these people don't care. It's all about profit. It's all about they're just going to make money because there's a war and there's no one's really picking sides. And, and you're no waiting one... for the and you're waiting for the end. Right. Yeah. It's like and it's like, yeah, there's these are greed aliens. They they are greedies. They're the glee blorps. Yeah. All they think about is greed and all they want is more money. It's an it's an allegory for greedy people. It's like, OK, what the fuck? What else? You know, but like, okay, okay. So like, uh, so like in like the whole message is that like all side, there's more gray areas than anything else. What I dig about the Clone Wars and everything else is that like, there's like a thing called like gray Jedis where they're not exactly like aligned with like the Jedi order. Oh, you mean like, like everybody was hoping they would do with Ray and basically make her a gray Jedi? Fuck and... Yes, because I was thinking that watching the movie, I was like, she going to be a gray Jedi. Oh, wow. That would really seem everything else. Like, no, we get the fucking guy from Looper to make some arbitrary bullshit that everyone was like, no, you just don't get it. I know I fucking get it. It was told like shit. For example, like you have, you have a scene where I can never not be frustrated in this movie where you have those fucking Furby horses that they're riding on yeah. out of like the, the greedy planet uh, at the casino. By the way, the casino was actually really cool looking, cool designs and shit. I'll give it that. Um, but, you know, like so they're escaping on this horse. They jump off the horse and they're just like, oh, we're fucked now. What are we going to do? And then one of their Furby horses like saunters up, you know, walks up to like, you know, Rose or whatever and just go and just looks at her and she takes the saddle off and, you know, like he just like Finn just goes like, was it worth it? She takes off the saddle and just goes, now it is. And it runs off. And it's like, what the fuck? That was like, how is that not your escape plan? Unless the shit writer thought like, oh, there's going to be something else that's convenient for them to leave. In the moment of that character, wouldn't you jump back fucking on that horse? It makes no sense unless you're thinking about how, like, how is the story going to turn out? There was no tension. There was nothing. Like, it was one of those things too, like, you watch that movie again, like I said, I can't get past like, I, I got, I, I had to flip through that movie, like, fast forward and skip chapters just to kind of get to the, the, the payoffs. It drags. Well, it drags. It, and I know there are people that love that movie, but you got to admit, it could have been way better. Like, yeah. same message, same everything. I, I, I like, mean, I mean, that's watch, not what I'm mad about. I mean, you watch some of the deleted scenes they had in that movie. They were better than, like, I'm like, how, why was this deleted? Like, there, there's that whole scene with Ray that was believed to see that you saw in the trailer, her running with her lightsaber ignited mm -hmm. in that. There was a whole scene where basically like Luke is telling her that like, everything's what it's, it's, I can tell you one thing and why would you believe me? And then you go and defend these people who didn't need to be defended. Cause basically what it is, is you see these ship, they're on the cliff and you know, they're like, see like these every month, this time, every, every once a month, these people from another Island come and raid the village and steal everything and take all their food and beat up the villagers and stuff like that. So Ray sees him and Ray runs off. That's why she's running with the lightsaber. And then she barges into the village just the, 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 and she like, yeah, I'll stop, blah, blah, blah. And it's them having a party. Like they're trading, they're trading with each other. And it's a celebration. They just once a month. And you see Luke being like, being like, you can't believe everything. You can't believe everything. Like I literally just told you that. And you went off to try to save the world when it didn't need to be saved. Proving that point again, like why the Jedi aren't needed because the Jedi just make things worse. And it was kind of like that made sense. That's that's the that's a lesson. If you it's want especially to say like a message of like <laughs> passing the torch or just a moving to a next generation or something like that, just something. But it just felt like this movie just felt like my OC is better. I'm gonna kill off all the old shit until my OC stands, like a bad DeviantArt fan fiction yeah. for fuck's sake. And, and what about the that whole thing with her in the dark side of the island? That went nowhere. Yeah, like, but again, is Snoke her dad? Who the fuck knows? You know, it's like, what, what is this? What the fuck is this? So, I mean, that's what, I, and, and and I think that's where it kind of went to. Yeah, we lost a good way. amount of our audience because we were complaining about the movie. Because there are people <laughs> that are fucking passionate about the Last Jedi. I'm not yeah. saying I'm I'm not saying it's a bet. Like I said, please, it, it is it is just not my cup of tea. It is out of all the. I will say the, the same. Out of all the eight Star Wars movies of the episodics, including the two. Uh, the two stand the the, the spinoffs in Clone Wars animated. It's really towards the bottom of my list. 
I like it. I like Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker. I think he's one of the better parts of that movie. He gives a fantastic performance with the material that he's given. I think um, he's underused too. Underused. So and 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 so that that was the thing too. It was released when they did the these this trilogy was every movie was going to have one of the original three, and they were going to be the focal point of the movies. Han was the first, Luke was the second, and Leia was supposed to be the third. Now that Carrie's gone, that that's why they were saying like, how are we going to fill this in now? Leo. Well, speaking of cup of tea. Wow. <laughs> I'll give you a cup of coffee. Uh, Deadly Grounds Coffee is our sponsor, obviously. And, uh... <laughs> wow, you got a transition right, guys. I'm so happy for you, Leo. You actually listened to the conversation. You picked up cues. I listened to the conversation. I just, you know, it, it's my mind goes in weird places at times. But Deadly Grounds Coffee, I just placed a, a order with uh, Tom uh, actually just minutes before we went on the show. Uh, he is releasing some new flavors. I have the zombie bunny flavor coming to me. And uh, he has a couple other flavors. Oh, what's it called? It's called like, uh, what's it called? Like the egg, the egg scream or something like yeah. that. It was called like chocolate egg it? scream or something like that. Yeah. I loved it. Uh, it looks great. Uh, did, did you try it? I can't yet oh, or oh, I'll get ulcers. Uh, you said you loved it. So I didn't know if you like, I think you love the name of the <clears throat> coffee. Got it. Uh, there's also a couple other new flavors that he has that he will have at Scaracon. Uh, a, uh, vanilla, actually I'll tell you. Uh, I don't you know. You can mix it with some blue milk. Yeah. <laughs> from, the, from the war stars. <laughs> Here's a zombie talking about coffee. Rise and shine, my sinners. When Father Evil starts his day, he gets a little deadly. Deadly Grounds Coffee has the richest, smoothest flavor you'll find anywhere. It's sinfully delicious. Once you go deadly, you never go back. Order yours at getdeadly.com. Coffee's so good, <laughs> it's scary. Yeah, so we are back. I hope you enjoyed that ad talking about Deadly Grounds Coffee. And uh, so let's talk about, since this is going to be the big news of the weekend. Uh, so Celebration actually starts Thursday, but we don't get any announcements till Friday. Uh, and the first announcement is episode nine. And uh, what are you, what are your thoughts? What what are we gonna see? Uh, Star Wars Gungan Apocalypse. <laughs> that already happened. It was at Phantom Menace. Come on, they slaughtered the Gungans. No, no, I want uh, that'd be just. Well, could you imagine just like a Mad Max style movie with Gungans? Their planet's now desolate, and now they're just trying to find water. That that could be a spinoff movie, but the, the thing go. is, th this here is episode nine. This is the last of the original series, uh, and they're, they, it's forever. The end of, they're never going to make another Star Wars after this. No, it's the end of the episodics. So they've said that early on, Lucas and then Kathleen Kennedy and everybody else is associated with the episodic movies, one through nine, are the Skywalker saga. It's all about the Skywalkers. All that is that point. So when this movie ends, there's not going to be an episode 10. Um, and that was like Bob Iger, Bob Iger said it. Everybody said it. And then after this, it's going to be what Alex wants. Other movies based in this universe with Disney Plus, all that stuff. Yeah. So, um, so I, I think they're going to retcon yep. the hell out of Last Jedi. Good thing the universe has clones. So, so how do you think they're going to do it? Um, I think it's going to become known to Ray that Kylo lied to her to get her to join her side. That and her parents are it, is going to be a light sided person. Okay, I just had a crazy idea. Crazy. And yes, and yes, there's going to be a very intimate, romantic, love making scene with Kylo and the Porg with his with his weird wide body. Yeah. What if? What if? What if? Jabba's a Jedi. No. When she what went. If Jabba fights like Yoda. Everything past the dark side of the island is her with a vision of everything going wrong. Are you really doing a self St. Elsewhere's thing? Yes. No. It's, it's no. all a dream. Would... This is the only way they can fix everything. Bring Luke wow. back. Wow. That would I would give him. I would give like a clap of like they have the balls. <laughs> Disney. 
How happy would you be if if she comes out of that? We... I wouldn't be. I would just be like, you're that desperate to retcon that shit that it's all a dream? No, I mean, like I said, they've already announced there is going to be a time jump. Everybody said that there is going to be a jump. An, from an anime 10-year jump. Something like that. Um, just to kind of give it, I think, to give it breathing room from Last Jedi to this one, just in like chronologically. Um, I think you're going to... Well, Mark Hamill already says, you know, there he is part of the movie that he is. He did film a bunch of time on set. So it wasn't, you know, they used a lot of Carrie Fisher's footage from Last Jedi and um, Force Awakens. So I'm very curious to see how that's going to intertwine. But supposedly some people have already seen some of the cut said it's actually not that out of place. And they wrote the script around some of it. Um, I think you're going to have very much that I can see. I'll leave it. I can see kylo and ray teaming up to fight something else i was kind of that's what i was kind of hoping last jedi is just like if they're going for a great jedi type shit i was kind of hoping that's like they would go but it was still just like blatantly like no matter how much you explain that movie of like people saying that like there's more the jedi was wrong you know it's there's a lot of gray areas stuff that they try to do it's just like well in the end they still made it like black and white there's good and there's bad that's there's no difference there and at the very end it's just this woman that still has not learned from the previous masters where you could have a passing the torture stuff like that it's like she naturally just knows how to be a jedi that's still just kind of boring you know it, it, what what uh I, I would go for outlandish ideas some more ideas like like, what if they find out that Ray does not have parents? Like, they said that, like, JJ's actually going to retcon that, and the former director is cool with that. Like, let's say, uh, I she's like... A child the, of like, the Force, like Vader? No, I don't like to think she's actually, uh, I think she's a clone. She doesn't okay. have parents because she's not birthed. But there's a belly button. Oh, yeah, but don't, don't, well, we're, we're gonna see. I mean, we're gonna Kyle XY it if it does happen. Um, <laughs> um... Everybody no, I, remember Kyle X Y? Yeah, oh, he was a clone. I, I love that show. <laughs> I mean, I, I like. I actually wouldn't mind that thought too. But now, I know how that... would you feel if you if it was revealed that she's actually a clone of say, what if she's a young clone of Jin Urser? Because after she triumphed, they were like, we should see if we can keep her DNA on file. It's well, not the yeah. coolest idea, but it's something. It's fucking something. Well, no, because because it makes sense because she did have the crystal. Yeah, she 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 had, she had one of the Kyber crystals. I mean, supposedly, you know, they've been sprinkling the will, the wills, like throughout the last couple of movies. Yep. And that's going to be a very big part of like this. That was supposed to be a big, like moving piece in the whole trilogy, yep. this trilogy. Um, I know the big one. I think people are saying that she was a child of the force that, you know, she's like Vader. She's like dark, dark, Darth Plagueis, like these Jedi, these. Or she could be the daughter of Starkiller if they're going to really connect. Ooh, nice pick. Mm. Um, I think if it's a, if she is the Skywalker, I think it's too on the nose. I still think this story is still about Ben Solo because Solo he is still technically a Skywalker, and I think his story is going to his story he his 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 redemption arc is either he's either gonna have a full redemption arc or he's going to die at the hands of himself. Like yeah, he's gonna try to do something, and like Ray is the one that's gonna balance it. And the way to balance it is get rid of because well wow, I just had this thought literally just came to my head the force became uneven when Skywalker was conceived you get rid of the Skywalker line all of a sudden technically the force is back in balance because you don't have this powerful line anymore mm-hmm. like I think uh, there could be like a say go along with that idea that there could be a scene where it gets up to that point say Leia whatever all these people are dead mm-hmm. and all that's left is Ben. And Ben's freaking out, and what pushes him over the edge is possibly a Force ghost of Han Solo. That would be interesting. I th- I think you're going to see Mark Hamill be that antagonist with Ben Solo. I think he's going to haunt Ben Solo. Also, do you think Snoke is going to be back? I think you're going to see. I think you're going to see more of what he was doing in the Uncharted regions, which was very hinted at at in Battlefront Two and in some of the movies and stuff like that. Is that you're going to see his plan come to fruition, whatever that was. Also, can I say this? Just it's unrelated to most things, but I was kind of disappointed that, like, I assumed from the first movie, like, you know, uh, The Force Awakens, I thought Snoke was going to be little. A lot of people said he was going to be like this big, like a little yeah. creature. Because, like, that would have been so nice just because 
he's clearly like a giant hologram when you first see him. He's very intimidating. It's just like, oh, it's a it's a guise. It's not what he looks like. He's clearly a person that wants to make him look powerful than he is. Like certain evil people we know in politics, you know, like, you know, just someone who wants to appear bigger than they are, you know. Well, and then you find out evil. he's actually like six feet tall. Like he's a tall creature. Yeah. I a, thought it was going to be like a wizard of the wizard of Oz type of thing that it's a hologram and that's not really who he is. It still could possibly be there, or it could just be like some form of like weird defunct clone or something, you know, like these weird. Well, that, well that's I'm still on the clone thing because I think you could do a lot of interesting twists if you have clones. Well, I think that's what people are saying is they feel that he Snoke was a failed clone of the Emperor. Well, because that's what was covered in Star Wars Dark Empire from Dark Horse. Palpatine came back as a clone. But the, what, did they ever address it was Snoke, or is that still just up for debate? Uh, all that was uh, retconned. All the Dark Horse stuff was abolished when uh, Disney took uh, over. The Legends. Yeah. So, I mean, the good thing about it is, A, the movie's this December, and we know nothing about yep. it. Like, I, you know, that's what I... But again, it's Disney doing what's good. Like, they're not going to... Avengers, and I'm sorry, this is the, this is the chat I was going to have. Avengers press is done. Like, realistically, we're two weeks out. They're done. This is why this is a perfect time to drop the trailer. It keeps that storyline going. It keeps that machine running for Disney. So. Yeah. They don't, They don't like like you said last time, it's like they really don't have to Market do much. Un unlike Star Wars, they have to go like, oh, no, we're going to fix things so everyone likes it and all that. But, you know, you can hit any sort of audience with Avengers and everything, but there's a weird audience to hit with uh, Star Wars. Because, like I said, you have the new – you have – you literally have three generations now of watching these movies. You have the original generation who watched the original trilogy, which is the us. Like you guys. Us, I'm us the generation us. that had the uh, Prequels. Yep. And then you I, I, was, I was born in the 90s, so yeah, I, I grew up with uh, them targeting that shit at me. Stop so, it, I Alex. Mean, Stop it. <laughs> I grew up... I mean, I didn't watch... I watched, Oh, sorry. Uh, oh, wait. That's just my bones not popping. I'm just so young and youthful. Oh. <laughs> I, I can't uh, wait to go out tomorrow for a run, you know, just, just to bask in the sunshine. So, I mean, I didn't watch the first Star Wars until they were re-releasing in the, the 1996. So that's when I saw Star Wars for the first time. Was in the, the special edition re-releases in the theaters. What, yeah, dude? I dude, I was ten. Like, give me I a guess break. We can say whatever we want now because everyone just like clicked off of this that they just yeah. downloaded. First time I saw Star Wars, so uh, I I fell in love with Empire because that was I remember seeing the commercials as a kid and I wanted to see it because the you wanted to see brothers and sisters make out. No, it, it was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Empire came out in what eighty eighty two. Huh. Uh, 81. 81. So I was. Jedi came out in 83. I was seven when Empire came out. I remember seeing the trailers and I so wanted to see it, but I my parents didn't bring me because they thought I was too young for it. Um, first time I saw Star Wars was my dad was working on somebody's house and they had a bootleg copy of it. it had to be uh, late 80s. Oh, 1980 was when Empire came out. Sorry. Please don't tell me. <laughs> oh, uh, God. What if it was the holiday special they gave you? No, 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 no. I, but I, I remember, like, wearing out the tape. I, I was... I, rewind, play, rewind, oh, yeah. yeah play. I, I watched it constantly. I fell in love with it. And that had to be uh, probably, I don't know, like, 80... Probably 86, 87 when I first saw it. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, let's uh, let's hope they do that for you know more kids you know coming out with this new one and stuff. Yeah, that it'll be one that's like because I I figure it's a it's a little hard nowadays, especially to have uh, some of the magic where oftentimes you need to go back to basics. Uh, maybe this story just needs to have simply another you know hero's journey because that's what the first film was. That would be awesome. I mean, I think it's very interesting that. Every single one of these movies is always the 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 dynamic with the father and the son, mm -hmm. um, and that's what the Force Awakens kind of had. You had a father figure, and you had this struggle of a character you're trying to relate to. Yeah. The the sequel after that was trying to be subversive for something that it did not have to be. Well, and in in it was always interesting too when you started reading more and more, and you started watching some of the people talk about Last Jedi, and they're of course like, oh yeah, this is all part of the plan. It's all part of. The um, that th th this is always going to be the track of this movie. 
and I have to there when there. I was outside of a burning building. Don't worry. I sat there and I, but, but I said, I'm like, I don't, I don't believe you. like it's the first time I've looked at like star Wars being like, I, I don't believe you that this was your plan. Yep. I think that you let the director have way too much creative, cre- creative rights to this. And this is again, star Wars, the episodic star Wars movies are so ingrained in our head of the way it looks sound, all of that, that you you can't give a director being like, do whatever you want with it and try to make your own. You can do that with like Marvel movies. You can do that with other Disney properties. Star Wars is one of those things, especially the episodic movies. And I kind of want to put those in their own little box that there's a look in a feel because it's technically supposed to be the same story being told yeah. from start to finish. And I feel like they were like, well, you know, J.J. Abrams did it and it was such a nod to A New Hope and it was literally almost a shot for shot thing of a new hope do you remember how excited everyone was when they heard jj abrams was gonna tackle star wars after star trek and everything it's like because he went way more star wars with that franchise it's like what better choice could you have at that time exactly and so and then they went to ray johnson uh, ray johnson being like we have this new director who's who's very well liked in the in the films only having like two successful films you know, got they got Gareth Edwards. They hired a lot of up and coming, no named the raid, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and you like, yeah. being like, okay, you can hire like it, uh, look at Lord and Miller for Solo. Yeah, like I'm not worried about those two those movies. But when I heard like Ray Johnson I was like, okay, I like Looper. It was a really good movie. It made me think. It was very well shot. shot I didn't like Looper back. because I thought about it and it ruined it. Yeah, well, you know how one thing could have fixed everything, but that's neither here nor there. Um, it's also Bruce Willis. Like, oh, it's it's not even that. It's just it's I, just the the movie I thought it was ruined I, it. I, 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 I like I know he's an ass, but I like Bruce Willis. Well, I'm good for you. Um, John McClane loves you too. So I <laughs> mean, it was great as R.J. the Raccoon and Over the Hedge. I just feel his like, best role ever. I just feel like oh, really it's Hudson Hawk, dude. Like, come on, get your head in the game. Um, I I actually and just, Over the Hedge. Um, I actually watched the new Death Wish, and it wasn't that bad. Uh, also, Bruce Willis is in Lego Movie Two. Best cameo. He was also the voice of uh, Spike in uh, Rugrats meets Wild Thornberries. So okay, we're, uh, we're fuck yourself. We're totally going off the rails here. <laughs> so, but, 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 but going back to Ray Johnson is, I think, yes. I, I think they were like, okay, like you had J.J. Abrams with a hit, well-known director, did a very good job. We're gonna try something new and get different directors to tell different stories. Or, or tell the same story in a different way and it just didn't work and that's why i think episode nine they went back to jj and was like how many brink trucks do you want to do episode nine like because is, yeah i think there's gonna be even bigger scar star killer base that's not going to be fully developed yet but it's still working come oh. with a different weapon <laughs> how, about so, how about that for a new star wars movie something that's not a death star or and no no, death no, no a star okay. killer so, thing is it's it's not it's not it's not just it's it's a it's a death star just bigger so going into nine why would they need another death star if they think the rebel alliance is dead no 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 because the writers are hacks that's why it's not the rebel alliance it's not the rebel alliance is now technically the the galactic senate or what was the galactic senate so the it's just it's the resistance it's not the rebel rebel alliance okay that's why they've made a point to name it. Rebels? No, I don't think they say rebels at all in this in, in any of these movies. Okay, I think I think they're trying to set up that you had the rebel alliance in the first first trilogy, the original three. Mm-hmm. You have now the resistance because they're a subsect of the new the new republic, which was the rebel alliance. Yeah, and to oh. fill in those blanks, go read their comic books, play their video games, read the books, like. Mm-hmm. That's where they kind of fill that in, but they—it's like the same thing. How the Galactic Republic was the Empire logo until they became the Empire. Like that's just how those logos kind of went through. So yeah, but because yeah, I think it's Resistance down in the some stuff of the Galactic uh, Galaxy's Edge. It's the Resistance, Rise of the Resistance, Resistance, Resistance. So it's like the Rebel Alliance no longer exists because they're not an alliance of crap. And uh, the new order is supposed to be like an allegory for like neo Nazis and stuff like that too, right? Something like that. It's it's the yeah. it's the fringe, the leftover fringe groups of the uh, empire that after um, the Battle of Jakku, 
they were told by Palpatine to go into the unknown regions and regroup and rebuild and be, come back when they, they felt. Be, that should be, be a pretty sweet Star Wars title. If they just had like this one title that flashed up and it's just called Star Wars into the unknown regions or some shit like that. Again, you were saying you wanted new stories. That's a, that's yeah. a whole place. They said they don't know what's out there. Or just like something weird of just like un, uncharted space or some shit, you know, yeah, it, the it, uncharted edge. I could see them doing totally original stories with some hints of the original series lore. You, you know, really, but the thing is, you really don't. Like that's well, the no, sad no, part about it. Like you no, don't I mean, need like, to like, reference the original stuff. Well, I mean, like that Jabba story yeah. you're talking about, or you know, we're getting Mandalorian. You know, it, it's, yeah, and it's, it's the same thing with just like what what you know, James. Like yeah, but like James is also saying is like you don't need a reference to anything at all yeah like it could literally like i said if you just mentioned like oh we're in the outer rim i know what the outer rim is i don't need to be like we're, we're two minutes there's 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 tattooing in the distance like you don't need that stuff like i always joke around with my buddies like you, you know what movie i would love to have a movie that happened on Tatooine because they made a big deal of that in the first the, in a new hope so it's like what, what why is Tatooine such a good like random place to have a movie like without without an introduction of like hey remember this Exactly. Like you remember, you remember this. Well, the whole thing was like when they got to when they saw C three PO and R two D two at the end of Rogue One. I'm sitting oh, there like, yeah. like, come on, guys, we get it. Like, we know you've done a good job. I, know, of I, I screamed at the top of my lungs in the theater, of like, this is a Star Wars movie. <laughs> well, that that's like Han Solo, and and why did they have to shove so much shit down our throats as of oh, oh my god, this is iconic. It's you know. This is the first time Han sat in the uh, the Falcon, and then this, this is Han and Chewie in the Falcon, and it's like. Do you know what that reminded me of? And I take this back from a comedian. Um, actually, Kevin Smith said this about Star Trek: The Motion Picture when they sh- kept showing the Enterprise over and over and over and over again, and having these iconic shots of like the Enterprise pulling out of space dock, doing all this stuff. And I, I was watching a clip of it because he was talking about something he was talking about um superman returns and stuff like that and um and i was like wow and that you just brought that up i'm like that's how it was with like solo was like oh here he is sitting in the cockpit here's the cockpit again oh look it's the cockpit cockpit falcon cockpit or cockpit this view from the cockpit like it was just like oh look the chessboard like it was those those images that we know like even like the stand e was look it's the cockpit from the falcon but get it like I wish they showed more of the ship, though. Yeah, like, but but like you know, we we I think there's four rooms in that ship. I think there's the cockpit, the hallway, the open. So they area should have the slowed down the footage. They exactly. Have, they should have put some this negatives is, on it just to slow it down room. while editing. This is the kitchen. This is where we like. These are the escape. This pods. is the first time Shuey took a shit in this bathroom. <laughs> in this little have, have the score go up. Have like people in the theater have their hearts like swell of like. <gasps> Finally, you know, basically, um, so I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. I definitely want to, I'm, I'm, I can't wait to kind of watch the first trailer and see what it's going to be like. Um, I think the title is going to be interesting because it's going to be one of those titles that is going to have to not give away the plot, um, as well as also keep you intrigued and to kind of ask those questions that you keep the conversation going for five more months. I, I am eight more months. Sorry. I'm uh I'm really kind of like I'm down for whatever they have. I'm not gonna I was I, I, I'm curious about the films, but like if it's anything different then okay, but if they were gonna get me in the theater, specifically like targeting me as an audience member, they would have to do a lot. And I'm not just some cynical fan and shit like that or just overly cynical just in general about films, but it was it was just uh I, I felt I just felt burnt out after watching that one. And even just in general as a mo- movie goer, I wouldn't want to see a sequel to it, you know. Well you know we're gonna see Luke in the trailer. That's gonna be yeah. the big pull of the movie. You're gonna see Carrie. Carrie. She's probably going to be the stinger at the end. They're probably going to have her say a quote at the end of the the trailer or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's it's going to be a showdown with like Ben or something like that, and basically be like, if they can edit 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 it correctly, being like Ben and have like Ben turn around and set up that thought of they're in the same room again. Yep. So obviously, episode nine is going to be the big draw of the celebration. Uh, but you know, we I know we're running a little late on this, but uh, we should uh, just briefly talk about a couple of the other things we talked about 
uh, sure. Jedi Fallen Order or the uh, the game. Um, but the Mandalorian. So this was supposed to be a movie and a series, and then they canceled the movie. What's that, James? Oh, yeah. Uh, Just so, reminding you of what else we want to talk about uh, tonight. No worries. Um, with Clone Wars on Sunday, do you think they're going to announce Disney Plus information? For Mandalorian? Clone War or the Mandalorian? Uh, oh, sorry, Mandalorian. Um, I don't think so. I think Disney's going to do their own press event for that. I they think also just announced a Hawkeye series today. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a whole different conversation because I think they're backdooring Young Avengers, but that's just me. Um, because Kate Bishop's going to be the other part of that show. Okay. Um, I mean, Mandal- I, I'm curious. Like I said, supposedly it's getting a budget of a major movie, but it's going to be 10 episodes. So they're saying it's supposed to be like 10, 10 episodes, uh, $10 million an episode. So I, I think you're going to get some, I think you're going to see some footage because I think he's already, is he already, I think he, they're, they're actively shooting it, but John Favreau is just producing it. I think he shot the first episode, but everything else is like, I think Taika, Taika Waititi's directing one and some other people are directing one. It's going to be like, you know, who, whoever wants to direct one of these episodes can. Hey, that has me curious. Well, Taika Waititi is one of the voices of the robot, one of the bounty hunters. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just want a show about Bosk. Again, I just hope they don't hit you over the head with nostalgia with that. You everybody remember Boba Fett, right? <laughs> Look, it's the same uniform. He well, threw, he threw up. He got thrown up in the desert. That's what happened. Okay, oh, so, if they, so if they brought that in, man, I would love that. Oh my god, talk about a good like plot twist. He, you see him crawling out of the Scarlack pit. That... And he has to reclaim his name as the the only Mandalorian. Hey, you know it'd be pretty funny. I don't know how far they go deep into the ground, but wouldn't it be funny if he ended up on the other side of the planet because he got shit out? Okay, so that story was covered in a Star Wars comic. I believe it was when Marvel had Star Wars back in the eighties. The jaw was dr- dug up. Uh, Boba Fett thinking he was a robot for parts. I absolutely loved that story. Um, Pedro Pascal is in the movie. Um, and he is, does it say who he's playing? Doesn't say who he's playing. Um, so he looks like what the clones looked like. Um, yeah, well, but like the guy who plays him is still alive. Like you could just, it could be an old clone. Yeah, but he's, he's a bigger actor though. He's from Game of Thrones. True. We don't want to pay him for this hugely budgeted show. Are you guys both looking at your computers reading up on this? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm reading right now because it basically says that uh, him, Boba Fett, did escape the Scarlack pit after all, and it has been confirmed that it has been, it's canon by Disney. Oh, that'd be, that would have been redeeming if they just threw that shit in there in the mid, like post, mid or post credit scene in Last Jedi, where it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I wasn't expecting this. Yeah. Okay. Where's this going? So, I mean, I'm curious. I think I, I'm my ears are up on Disney 20, Disney Plus already, especially as they said everything in the vault's going to be available, and they have a ton of new programming come out. I know Alex, you said that you know you showed us the clip where they're doing a Monsters Incorporated sequel on Disney Plus that's going to have the voice it's a show. It so, but it's going to take place after the first movie. I'm guessing so. So you know you're going to have Billy Crystal, John Goodman. So it's that you know that tandem again. So I mean. I just so want, what's, I just want what's, to, what's to say of uh, the Song of the South series that they're going to do? Dead air. Dead air right there. No, sh- so. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that grant transition, Alex, what else did you want to talk about tonight? We don't, own, we don't own the rights. We're going to get now we're going to get like Leo's going to get a letter now. Basically, like you owe us money. Fine. <laughs> so what is so, that, Alex? They, Tell uh, they they, ha- they have a new uh, Adams fa- uh, Adams family animated feature they're making, and, and I was looking into it. I'm kind of excited by it a little bit now because uh, I saw little teaser images and stuff like that. I like the character designs; it's a bit more of Charles Adams' original style for the show. And what's surprising, also relating back to Star Wars, is uh, Oscar Isaac does an awesome Gomez. If you guys saw that trailer, because I didn't know that was Oscar Isaac until they were just like, "Oh shit, it's good." I have. Um... 
I liked it. I liked the trailer. I have no idea what action Shalice Theron is going for for Morticia because she kept slipping in and out of it in that trailer. Yeah. Um. So I don't know what that is about. I think Wednesday is on point as um okay I was gonna say I do feel a little bit off about Wednesday a little bit she it's a it's the girl who played uh I know, I know it's it girl it's that it's that Hit actress girl. well uh is it is it Hit girl yeah it it is. Is. Yeah. yeah yeah but did is she the one from uh she was also in Carrie she's the she was in the remake of Carrie Oh, and let Suspiria. the right one in. Okay. Yeah. Or let me in is what the American one's called. Got yeah. it. Got it. Got it. Okay. I know who you're talking about. Now. Um, I, I enjoyed it. Like I said, it got me to like the first, the trailer starts off. I feel like very weak. And then about halfway through it, it's when the balloon joke is done. Like it's normally, this is normally attached to a murderous clown is where I got on board because I was like, okay, that's the humor they're going to go for. Yeah. Um, I, I like the morbid stuff. Also it, a little key detail. I love the little bits of character design. Did you look at Wednesday and see her? Uh, nooses? Her, uh, yeah, she has nooses in her hair. I love that. Um, I like how Pugsley's just like a like the, the voice is done by uh, Wolf uh, Finn Wolfhard. Well, he has he's in everything lately. Like he's just. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it looks good. Nick Kroll as Uncle Fester is going to be hilarious because I love him in Big Mouth. He just sounds like Coach Steve. So I'm just, that's all I'm going to see now when I look at that character. Um, but Bette Midler is the grandmother, hmm. and I think that I think she's gonna I think she's gonna steal the show. I'm I'm very curious because I I, I like the idea, and it's not done by Illumination, as far as I know. So I'm kind of excited. Like oh. I said, I, my, my big thing is just I don't know what that like. Some of the accents I was going through, I'm like, guys, like stay in your voices. Like, Julie Theron is like you are perfect for this character. Like they cast this character awesome. If this was a live action movie. It would been it would be on point. I but really what, do think if they use the same actors, it would have been on point as well. I still think like Shri Saram sitting there being like this. I don't know your accent. Are you supposed to be like like what? But see, for me, it's also us. I think she's just trying to be a little bit weirdly seductive, but it just comes off as a weird accent. Yeah, I mean, for me, but for me, it's gonna be tough too. And I think the because of the the nineteen ninety the the early nineties Adams family. Is such Christina Ricci, Christina Ricci, Angela Houston, like that was again such perfectly cast movie. It's going to be very hard, I think, for a lot of people to separate it. Yeah, but I was only going to say is just like I'm surprised I didn't get her uh, Ricci Ricci back to do the voice of Wednesday. But I also was kind of thinking like because. I, I like her voice regardless, but I was thinking about like they couldn't get like a voice like Audrey Plaza to voice Wednesday or something a bit more of a drag kind of like a role in her voice, basically a bit more of that. But I do I do like uh, Chloe and all that. She uh, I like to see more of her, but I, it's I guess that's it. It's just like I need to see more. It's the same thing with all the voices. But Oscar Isaac as Gomez, like they even showed photos of him and he's already got like he's rocking the pencil mustache already. It's like this guy. This guy's really good. He, I mean, that was always when they were going to, because when Adam's Family's got brought up that, like, they're remaking Adam's Family, it was, is it going to be live action or animated? And it, Oscar Isaac was always at the top of that list to play Gomez. And people were like, we want to see a live action with him as Gomez. So, so is he essentially going to go down the same route of, like, Nicolas Cage trying to be Superman? That the only chance he ever gets is to do it animated? Well, I, I just think with Adam's family, again, um, there's a lot to live up to, but there's, there's also a lot of opportunity because of animation. Exactly. And I think that's what they can get away with some of the more horror. But again, they can make it for kids. And that's that's who this movie is going to be for at the end of the day. Well, yeah. yeah and uh, especially because the director, well, one of the directors, Greg uh, Tiernan, uh, he did Sausage Party. But he's also known for Thomas the Tank Engine. Uh, apparently, he's done a ton of, a ton of uh, Thomas and Friends. Uh, yep, shows. and he's also one of the co-directors of God of War. Yes. The first God of War. Yep. So, like, I mean, I want another trailer. I want more to see how they are. Like, you didn't get... You didn't get a ton of story story, but again, you didn't, it, it was very heavy on Wednesday too. Like that was like, I felt like she, they kept going to her a lot and kind of doing that, but you know, well, she's the Bart of their family. Yeah. She, 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 she's the one who kind of like, you know, everyone gravitates towards her. And I think that's credit to Ricci as well. Everyone loves Wednesday. Well, well, I, but for me, I like, I like that. I like Adam's family value a little bit more than the original. That's just, mm-hmm. I just think, I think some of the jokes land a little bit better in Adam's family values, but that's just me. So this comes out October 11th. So we still have plenty of time. 
And uh, this is just the first teaser, so uh, I'm sure we'll get a lot more information before then. I thought this was coming out on Netflix. Like w- when they announced, I, th- I didn't know it was. Be- I didn't know it was theatrical. I thought it was going to be like a Netflix Halloween thing, and it's going to be like ten episodes, and it's going to be like that's what I thought this was originally. Oh, like a series. Yeah, that I didn't know. Nice. I didn't know. I didn't know it was a movie until like, oh, it's going going out in theaters. Like I saw the poster. I'm like, oh, that's cool. It's going to be like a Netflix or like. No, it's gonna be or like on Hulu. I'm like, oh no, it's gonna actually be in theaters. All right, I'll I'll uh, give my uh, you're gonna give piss my... off Steven Spielberg something fierce if you if he hears this. <laughs> well, don't forget Netflix just bought uh, the Egyptian. Yeah, Steven Spielberg. You know he he's that's a that's a I, story. I also I also will say I I understand where he's coming from. Okay. Oh yeah, 100%. I, I I know that's another story, but it, it is such BS because. Uh, just last week or the week before, he was on stage at Apple when they announced their streaming service. Mm-hmm. So they, they didn't give any information about it, but they had Steven Spielberg on board for the Apple streaming service, along with Oprah and tons of other people. Jason, I mean, it's also Jason Apple. I, I would also just think that it's like what what's weird is that when the time passes, even if you don't like it, is that sometimes you just have to swallow your pride and just go with the flow of it because it, streaming services, all this kind of shit, it's inevitability. There's oh, totally. no denying that. Totally. It's, it's all just it's going to happen. One day we're not going to have straight up televisions or cable and all that. Cable's going to be gone at one point where no one's even going to use it. It's going to happen. Yep. You know. Yeah, and the only people uh, buying physical media is going to be, you know, that's people buying Blu-rays in the future is going to be like people buying like vinyl discs now or vinyl uh, vinyl records. I now. Th- I think that might change solely because of like I think people who collect this stuff now, especially since things are going streaming, is that more people are actually going to start collecting DVDs, Blu-rays, and all that because since everything's transferring over, a lot more censorship is happening. Yeah. A lot more things are being taken away. You can have anything online taken down, but you if you mean, have the physical, you mean like the Michael Jackson Simpsons episode? Yep, you have all that kind of stuff. If you had that on DVD, you'd never have to worry. So I think there's going to be a lot more people trying to catalog things to have it. You know, also too, you're going to have the nostalgia factor, and you know, you just look at it now. Like, how many people now are spending sixty, seventy, hundred dollars on original Nintendo systems, Super Nintendo yep. systems, Sega Genesis? Ever since they brought back the classics, the the, the micro version. Everybody now wants the actual systems. They actually want yep. the real games. I know Logan is all is he's in a big retro phase right now. So he he's playing Mario. He's playing the you know the old the online black black box Nintendo games with you know Wes. You know they're doing all that stuff. You know I, I mean I have a I have a Nintendo Super Nintendo in my garage. You know I'm in the process of hunting down the Sega Genesis and original PlayStation. Like I'm starting to build this collection because I'm I'm with you, Alex. There's going to come to a point where I can't find that stuff anymore when I want to play something. Or you have to wait for the HD release that they're going to overcharge you for inevitably. Exactly. Yep. And so, I mean, I don't mind. Like I said, the big the big rumor is the PlayStation 5 is going to be backwards compatible all the way to PlayStation 1. Like We'll see about that. But so Sony's kind of put that out being like, we've heard your complaints about backwards compatibility. We're, that will be addressed in the next system. So um, We're not doing it. Wait basically. till it's PS6. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're going to come to a point where physical media is either non-existent at a price range or it's just going to be one of those things. Whoever has it, has it. You're going to hit the blockbuster phase. I miss blockbuster to a point because I loved a I used to work for them. But B, I walked in there and I could be like, I want I could walk the rows and just pick something I want. And I know what's going to be there. Or if they didn't, they could call another store and see if it was there. Yep. Now it's going to turn into, hey, Leo, what do you have for movies? Alex, can you shoot me over? Can, can I go pick up a copy of this? Definitely That's where it's going to start time. to come. Yeah. Because I remember getting a thrill going to rental stores and just looking at shit. I had absolutely no idea about. No quick, like, pull up my phone, check what it is. Nothing like that. Everything was, was Rotten Tomato. Everything was a mystery. Everything was off the box cover. You know? I mean, like Poltergeist, when I told my dad, I was like, can we watch this? And he looked, this is PG. And I was like, he goes, sure, it's PG. Yeah, I didn't sleep for about two days. Yeah, that's what my dad did when he got me Toxic Avenger. I was like, oh, shit, it was PG. And we're like, oh, that scene with the with the head explosion was a bit much. So uh, walking around Blockbuster, yeah, you really didn't know uh, what you were getting into unless you had some nosy ginger standing next to you telling you, oh, that sucks, that's cool. And 
Wolfie with a ginger? (laughs) (laughs) No, I I, I used to like hang out at like Blockbuster, you know. Of course you did, Leo. Take my time to like pick out movies and. Leo, you 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 would would harass people? Yeah, I I would randomly chat with people. Like like, pick something or leave. (laughs) Was Was that you? Is that what happened? Is that how you first technically met that you guys never knew that you actually (laughs) met at a Blockbuster where you said, sir, get the fuck out? Actually, my I'll tell, uh, you, I'll tell you my blockbuster story ne- next week or the week after. Okay, uh, my friend used to during high school. My friend used to work for a blockbuster, and like every Friday, he'd like uh, rent out like the most obscure uh, like movies, and uh, we'd check them out. You know, like Sarsaparilla or something like that during the time or some shit. Uh, that's the first time I like. That's how I saw um, Army, not Army of Darkness. Uh, the first one there, Evil Dead. Evil Dead. Yeah. Um, oh, so the part of the uh, the band movies, what, what are they called? Um, you know, the collection from Evil Dead, Texas Chainsaw, all those like you know band horror films that they didn't want anyone to see. Well, it really. I wasn't... forget what the what the what the what's it called? Ah, it's gonna bother me. There's someone screaming at this. I know there they are. <laughs> ah, uh, but it 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 was just you know odd movies, you know stuff that really didn't rent in blockbuster but yeah yeah uh james let's definitely uh maybe we'll do like a retro episode and talk about like blockbuster and stuff like that but we should wrap things up uh i know we went a little long on this episode anything else you want to chat about before we uh we say adieu fuck last jedi it sucks <laughs> i'm with that <laughs> well on that note <laughs> alex where do you like people following you uh well i guess they won't follow me now um no uh, one's listening to the show for the last 45 minutes, so you're all good. Yeah, that would be weird if, like, last minute they're just like, well, at least they don't hate it, and then just, blah! It's <laughs> just like, no, I'm done with it. I'm even going to find out where they are. Uh, you can find me at pure underscore Alex Hoy on uh, Twitter, and you can find me at pure Alex Hoy at, uh, you know, Instagram and a bunch of other sites. I did a Newgrounds. You can find me on Newgrounds as well. Um, you can find me at Alex Hoy on that. Um, I do Twitch. You can follow me on Twitch, and I have a lot of upcoming stuff that I'd love to show you. James, you can find me at uh, Longtime Storm on the tweets and the Instagram, um, as well as uh, PlayStation N. If you guys, quick little gaming nugget there, uh, you can change your PlayStation uh, Online ID uh, today. It's the first time they've been able to do that, so check that out. If you've had a bad PlayStation Online name for last ten years, really? Yeah, you can change it now. Oh, I'm gonna do um, that if the name is again if the name is available. Um, but that was first time today. So check it out. I'm at Longtime Storm on PlayStation Network as well. Um, as of right now, I'm playing. I'm replaying Batman uh, Arkham Asylum for like the thirtieth time. But uh, I check me out here on the Dorks Podcast as well as Comic Book Club. Um, but also, if you guys are in the Albany area this weekend, uh, come check out uh, Empire State Comic Con at the Albany uh, Capital Center. And uh, it's Monday, it's Friday through uh, Sunday. It's same company that does Rhode Island, so they got some pretty cool guests. Ah, yeah. Um, so come on, come on out. Awesome. Uh, and as you know, we do the show multiple times a week. Uh, you are listening to Dorks the Podcast, uh, which uh, every week is uh, myself with James, Alex, and Yo Yo. No Yo Yo. We we miss we miss him this week. Uh, and we also do the Dorkening on Sunday live at 10 a.m. Eastern. The Wicked Horror Show Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern, also live. We do our comic book club, uh, also a couple other shows on the network, That Strange Show and Secret Underground Hideout. Uh, also, Wicked Horror Reviews, tons of good stuff. Make sure you subscribe to all these shows. And uh, with that, we'll catch you guys later. Bye. Bye. Get out of here. Everybody leave. Get out. I'm the one. Oh. <sniffs>